Blog Talk Radio. everybody and welcome to Golf Talk Live. A little audio issue there and of course it had to happen on the last day of the show of 2018. Uh, welcome to Golf Talk Live. I'm your host Ted Rico, and we've got a, a great show for you today. I'm going to introduce my uh, very special guest uh, Brett Cohen here officially in just a few moments. He's going to be helping me close out the 2018 uh, Golf Talk Live season here uh, with a great show and then I'm going to give a special thanks to uh, many of the uh, people that have been on the show this past season uh, a special thank you at the end of the broadcast, and then I will close out for my last official show uh, here of 2018. So uh, thank you for, for joining us. And let me just uh, remind everybody, of course, we are live uh, every Thursday evenings, normally from 6 to 8 p.m. Central uh, or 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern time. But uh, we're going to have a little shorter show tonight since there is not going to be a Coach's Corner panel. Uh, the panel uh, was on last week, and that was the last uh, Coach's Corner panel for the season and uh, they won't be starting up again until next year, and I'll give you all that information uh, a little bit later on uh, towards the end of the broadcast. But uh, thanks for those of you joining us uh, on this last broadcast. And again, the best way to follow is to go to blogtalkradio.com, and up in the search key, just type Golf Talk Live or add a forward slash Golf Talk Live onto that link, and that will take you to the main page, and you can listen live during the regular broadcasts on Thursday evenings. For some reason, if you can't join us live, you can just scroll down that same link and just check out the on-demand section. And that's where all of the shows, including tonight's, will be in their entirety. Of course, all of the programs are auto-recorded. So if you can't tune in live, go to the on-demand section anytime when it's convenient for you, and you can listen to the program. Uh, some other great ways as well is uh, you can check out the show at iTunes.com, Stitcher.com, TuneIn.com, and TalkStreamLive.com. And uh, I'll tell you at the end of the show, another great way that you can tune in as well. I mean, there's lots of great uh, ways to connect with uh, Golf Talk Live uh, but I'll tell you another one at the end of the broadcast as well. Um, as I said, I've got a great guest uh, coming on here in just a moment, but I want to give a special thank you and uh, another plug, if you will, for uh, a sponsor that came on a little bit later in the season, around October. Uh, and I'm talking, of course, about the good people at golfswing.com. Uh, they've come on board this year to sponsor the Coach's Corner panel segment, uh, which normally precedes my, my special guest interviews. Uh, but as I said tonight, uh, we're not going to have one. Uh, they'll come back on in the next uh, year, and I'll give you, the, again, the dates now. But I want to uh, just thank uh, GolfSwing.com for sponsoring the Coach's Corner panel segment on Golf Talk Live. I'm going to tell you a little bit about them. Then I'll bring Brett out uh, after I introduce him officially, and then we'll get into tonight's discussion. GolfSwing.com, with its cutting-edge technology, have teamed up alongside some of the best golf instructors, coaches, and swing gurus in the business. Together, they have created one of the best video teaching and training online platforms in golf, so if you're ready to break 100, 90, 80, or even 70 
then join their online video academy and learn from some of the best. In addition to sponsoring the Coach's Corner uh, segment, every week I'll post a different golf instructional video te- uh, tip excuse me, featuring uh, another great top instructor uh, from GolfSwing.com, uh, and I'll do that tonight uh, as well after this broadcast. Uh, so join GolfSwing.com and watch, practice, and improve your game. And again, a special thank you to GolfSwing.com uh, for coming on board this year. Um, as I mentioned, my, my good friend uh, and special guest tonight, Brett Cohen, is a golf fitness uh, instructor and fitness over 50 authority. He's also the founder of NY Golf Fitness Guru. Uh, he's been involved in the fitness industry for over 17 years, specializing in working with golfers and individuals over 50, and is the only trainer in New York to hold two golf fitness certifications, uh, Titleist uh, Performance Institute, or TPI, and Czech Institute, as well as two fitness certifications specializing in the mature population, Functional Aging Institute and National Academy of Sports Medicine. Uh, also, he's a senior fitness specialist. Um, so please help me welcome my very special guest tonight, Brett Cohen. Brett, good evening. Good evening, Ted. How are you? Good to be on the show again. Well, I'm. Uh, I couldn't think of a better way to end the uh, the segment than having a a golf fitness instructor on, so we can get everybody ready <laughs> okay. for uh, uh, for the new year. Um, you know, there's going to be a lot of those couch potatoes uh, are going to be coming up, especially with the holidays coming in. So we're going to talk about that at the end of the show. Uh, but I know we've got a lot of other things, so let, let's get right down to it. Now, you went back in, I think it was around October, if I'm not uh, mistaken. You attended the uh, 2018 World Golf Fitness Summit, and you wanted to come back and share uh, a little bit with the audience some of the things that, that you learned while you are there. But I think for, for just the benefit of, of the listeners that may not understand what that is, uh, what exactly is the WGFS? Yeah, uh, yes, I wanted to do a little summit summary. I know we had a uh, a show scheduled, I think it was for late October or November, we had to postpone. So we're a little late in catching up, but uh, nonetheless, I'm going to help the audience learn a little bit about what the World Golf Fitness Summit is. Uh, It is a biennial gathering of the world's elite golf fitness and medical professionals that come together to discuss the latest research and practical application of what I would call the art and science of fitness nutrition, as well as technology, and how all that can be applied to improving golf performance. That's ultimately what we're there for, to help our golfers play golf better. This was my second uh, World Golf Fitness Summit, my first being in New Orleans in 2016. First time at a summit, first time in New Orleans, so it was uh, an amazing experience. This year, um, there were over 600 attendees from across the globe. It truly is a World Golf Fitness Summit. Lots of people from Europe and Asia attend, as well as most of the states throughout the United States, and we came to Orlando, Florida. To participate we're right in your backyard um, wow it's really an amazing opportunity for anyone in the golf health and fitness industry to learn from the industry's best and and interact face-to-face with some of the coaches that are training and, and healing the world's best golfers um, we had a theme this year uh, yards and years which um, mm. I think every golfer can appreciate wanting to hit the ball further and and have uh, <laughs> longevity in the game so everything uh, that was spoken about or demonstrated kind of pointed arrows at those main topics, yards and years. Wow. And, and you mentioned just, uh, I just want to go back very quickly just to, to touch on something that you mentioned. You said that there are a lot of obviously over 600 uh, individuals that attended from across the globe. Uh, it's not just golf fitness instructors, but there were some other uh, professionals as well. Just maybe touch on a little bit at some of the different 
categories, I guess, of, of people that showed up. Yeah. Uh, so if you're not familiar with the TPI model, what um, what I think Titleist does very well, and this is uh, something I'll talk about probably a little later in the show related to another topic, is help to educate anyone in the industry that works with golfers. So that not, would not just be uh, fitness professionals, but medical professionals as well as um, golf instructors like yourself. So in a level mm-hmm. one seminar, uh, all three of those groups come together to learn the basic topic uh, uh, philosophy and, um, and um, assessment protocols that the Titleist Institute offers. Um, so those same three groups are attending an event like this. I, I got to interact with uh, fitness colleagues as well as medical professionals that I've been connected to through Facebook and Instagram that live over in Europe. I had never met. Um, it was an incredible experience to get to eat dinner with, with people that you've only seen on social media. Um, so right. it's really a, a special event and we all wish it would last longer and maybe have it more often, but <laughs> it's just every two years and you get there. Uh, it's Friday through Sunday afternoon. You get there late Thursday night, and the next thing you know, you're packing to leave 12 to 15-hour days. It just flies right by. Yeah, and and I know that you had a lot of stuff going on there, uh, and you mentioned already that the theme of the summit this year was yards and years. We'll uh, let you touch a little yeah. bit more about that, but it, as you said, it was uh, you had obviously some lectures and, and classes that you participated in over the three days, and I know you want to cover some of the, some of the topics and the themes there, so why don't you start us off with yeah. the first one? Uh, well, there's there's a lot to do. So um, as you ex- would expect, there are lectures, but there's also what we call breakouts, which are physical participation uh, classes. And uh, on the mornings before breakfast and before the, the main stage is taken, we have the opportunity to do usually a physical workout. So one of those this year was uh, a, a class known as ELDOA. I don't know if you've heard of that. It's, a, it's an acronym in, uh, in French, and I, I don't know exactly what it stands for. But So there was an ELDOA session, early morning session, with uh, Dan Hellman. Dan is a physical therapist in the Miami area, um, and he teaches ELDOA for its um, originator or creator, I should say, uh, a world-renowned osteopath named Guy Boyer. And it's basically a system of movement that's designed to decompress targeted joint by using specific postures. So uh, this is the second time I got to participate in dance class. I did it in uh, New Orleans as well, and it's very powerful. It's becoming more and more popular in the golf world and the golf fitness world. Uh, uh, I hear through the grapevine some professionals are using that system to help them with longevity and and, uh, preserve their binds for the future. Uh, so we also get to choose between like three lectures that are going on at any one time. Um, and one of the hands-on that I did throughout one of the days, I forget it was the first or second day, was a very special uh, breakout with Dr. Greg Rose, who's one of the co-founders of the Titleist Performance Institute, and Randy Myers. And uh, for those who don't know uh, who Randy Myers is, He's a pretty special guy in the golf fitness world. He's director of fitness for Sea Island Resorts in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been in the industry for quite a long time. Do you happen to know who he is by any chance? Uh, I'm, no? I'm not familiar with him personally, but I, I have a okay. general idea, sure. Yeah. Uh, he just released a book called um, 
fit for golf, fit for life, and I was fortunate to get him to sign a copy for me. Uh, really nice man. He's also known for inventing what's known as the golf stretch pole, which is something a lot of golfers may be familiar with. Uh, great tool to have in your bag. So the um, the lecture was was focused on improving mobility. And for those who don't know the difference between flexibility and mobility, we're going to talk about mobility as a, a range of motion you can produce and control on your own. So it's very much golf-related. You need to be able to control your joints while standing and moving from one position to another in the golf swing. Basically, you need to, to own it to use it. And we worked on mobility in the key areas we need it, uh, the key areas that most amateur golfers are lacking mobility, and then professionals need to maintain in the hips, thoracic spine, as well as the shoulders. And we went over some of the, the causes of mobility problems and some of the solutions. So that was a great breakout of, you know, probably 60, 80, 100 people in the room all down on the ground going through these exercises with Dr. Rose and um, Randy Myers, a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. You also have the opportunity to um, interact with sponsors. You just brought up one of the sponsors for your show, but there are a lot of sponsors for the golf fitness industry and the Titleist Performance Institute, and we have uh, a products and services hall. And in there we have K-Vest, which uh, is the creator of K-Coach and K-Player, uh, Life Fitness, uh, supplier of functional training equipment for, you know, golf clubs and gyms all around the country, body track, probably familiar with that tool, something that I now right. have myself yep. and, and uh, learning how to use, very important tool in the golf fitness industry these days. Super speed clubs, you want to swing faster, you got to be swinging these clubs. I think, I don't know the percentage, but it's very, very high within the last two or three years how many PGA and LPGA players are using a super speed club. Uh, um, protocol and increasing their club head speed. Perform Better, which is um, an equipment company, functional training equipment company, as well as education company was there. Uh, Hyper Ice and Red Roller, both companies who produce awesome self-myofascial release tools, something that you and I have discussed on the show and we've talked about right. some of the strategies to help improve mobility. So there's a lot to take in in a short period of time. You're trying to get from lecture hall to participation <laughs> room to the presentation hall where the sponsors are and check out the equipment and, and basically learn, well, you know, how those products and services can help take your, your athlete to the next level. So we're busy, we're busy, but it's a great time. Yeah. Well, and it almost it really kind of mimics what they have down at the PGA merchandising show, but for the fitness side of things, it's a little bit more uh, specialized, if you will. It kind of sounds to me, obviously there's more uh, lectures and classes and things like that, but uh, I kind of get the impression because obviously you have, as you said, some sponsors and you've got some products there and, mm. and things that are tools of the trade on, on the fitness side of things that uh, you guys are, are exposed to or re-exposed depending on, on how many yeah. times you've been there before. So it's a great right, opportunity right. to see what some of the latest greatest technology out there. Sure. Yeah. And I've never been to a PGA show. I, I, of course, I know about them and I will attend at some time in the future, but I do know that a lot of these companies I just mentioned – Certainly, Body Track, Super Speed, um, K Vest, Red Roller—they're all going to be at um, the PGA Show, and that's coming up in January, I think. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Usually, last, it's January, uh, January every year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Also in Orlando, I believe, right? It's yeah. correct. Yeah, it's it's coming yeah. up in yeah. actually just uh, about a month. Yeah, are you going to be there? Um, 
probably not this year. I don't think I'm going to have the opportunity I wanted to go, but uh, well, just I got too many things going on for next season. Uh, but there's always a lot of great things to see, and and uh, I definitely wish I could. But uh, I'll, I'll make it back yeah. there if if not this year, next year for sure. But uh, all right, but, maybe uh, I'll see you there next year too. <laughs> that sounds good. Yeah, definitely. It's a, it's yeah. a it's a, a great time down there. A lot of things uh, coming out in the golf industry, as I said. So I know that. Again, we're not going to be able to cover everything tonight because it was just a lot going on at the, at the World Golf Fitness Summit. But let's talk about um, some of the topics and some of the themes um, that you wanted to cover tonight. Sure. Yeah, so one of the biggest presentations uh, early on in the summit was one that talked about building a team or the team approach. And that was um, a presentation that was kind of a joint presentation by Dave Phillips, another PPI co-founder along with Dr. Rose, um, Mark Blackburn, who's a, a tour coach, as well as having his own facility down in Alabama, uh, and Claude Harmon III, uh, all renowned teaching professionals. So, um, you know, great minds up on stage and a lot of what we call knowledge bombs coming, coming from them. But the basic <laughs> theme was, you know, how, how can we um, – as professionals in the, the fitness world, the medical world, and, and what you do in the teaching world come together to help our golfers, you know, stay in the game longer and enjoy the game right. with, without injury. So it's kind of like we're battling against uh, not the people in the room because we all are of the same mindset, but the people who aren't in the room may still have that uh, – mindset or mentality that fitness really isn't a part of golf. Uh, it's been that way for a long, long time. And I think thankfully in large part due to the efforts of TPI, as well as uh, the average golf, what the average golfer sees tour players doing and, and being kind of up to date on the fact that they are working out and they're using these tools uh, that we're going to see that trend changing in the right direction in the near future. And that's what, TPI and the World Golf Fitness Summit is trying to do is to educate the medical fitness and teaching professionals just how important human movement and improved fitness can be to enhance the ability as well as the longevity of, of our golfers, you know. Uh, so what they you know brought what? up is – go ahead, Dad, sorry. No, please go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, it was just something that we've gone over before, that the first step and um, – in helping someone play golf better, regardless of whether they're an amateur or a professional, is to screen the body to see what they can and cannot do. This way you don't try to put them in a position they just can't get into. And then by identifying that limitation, you can, as a golf professional, um, who's kind of the, the catalyst of change because you're the one who's going to be in front of the golfer most of the time, you can refer that golfer to the appropriate expert and uh, – that can have a massive impact on their performance and durability uh, and help change the golf community. I know Claude Harmon had said, um, and this is a quote from the presentation, that if he's not on tour, he's giving golf lessons to regular everyday golfers, and if they have problems, he'll pick up the phone and just call someone. He has a Rolodex of people to call now having been in the industry for so long and uh, being educated by Titleist. So he'll tell his golfer, go see this person for manual therapy, go see this chiropractor, go see this therapist. And that as a golf instructor, you don't need to be an amazing physical therapist or a strength trainer, but you should right. and have an awareness of what your players need 
so that you could point that golfer in the right direction. And I think that's the real value of getting through that TPI level one program I brought up earlier in the show is that it kind of expands your horizon, extends your view of things, but it also encourages you be the expert in what you're good at to stay in your own lane and stick to what you're good at. Uh, this way, that's the, the way the team model works best is, um, you know, do what you do well and, and then pass the baton to someone else who's good at what they do. You, it's not ideal to try to take on other people's roles, pass, you know, pass the baton to someone else. And um, the other thing is I, I think a lot of average golfers know that professional golfers do have a team surrounding them. And, uh, but I think it's even more important that that strategy is applied to the average golfer. I think it has more impact on an average golfer than it will on a professional golfer. They, they need it even more so. Yeah, you're, you're exactly right. And, and I just want to mention something for the audience listening to the show, uh, just to, to sort of let them know, understand a little bit better what you're specifically talking about. As mm-hmm. I think most of us know that watch the, the pro tours, you know, we know that a lot of these guys out there, um, you know, whether it be Tiger Woods or, or you know, Rory McIlroy or somebody else, um, they have literally a team around them. Now, they may not always be physically present at every PGA uh, Tour event that they're at, but they have access to a lot of uh, valuable information. And with the study and information that's come out through uh, uh, research in biomechanics and all these other things, uh, as you pointed out a few moments ago, people get a better understanding of how the body reacts and moves. And having that knowledge up front, before you even get on the lesson tee, can be extremely valuable because a lot of people get out there and they just start taking lessons and, and without really, as you said, having that, that initial assessment to find out what the player can actually do. And it's even more so with, as you said, with the amateur golfers um, a lot of times because they're not always in, in as best physical shape as maybe some of the professionals are and don't have mm-hmm. access to a lot of this. So they get out there and they're swinging clubs and, and doing things uh, and moving their body in a way that maybe it's not, either ready to move or not able to move and ultimately injuries, um, you know, arise. So it's good as a, as a teacher professional to be able to have, as you said, that Rolodex, if you will, people that you can advise. Uh, Again, obviously I don't want to get into the fitness side of things uh, because that's not my expertise, but there are people that I could possibly turn to that do have that experience that I could refer a, a client to. So it's important to have that network and you're exactly right. This is what a lot of the top instructors in the world that deal with, whether it be the PGA Tour or the LPGA Tour, um, have at their disposal. And that's something that, you know, people might be thinking, well, yeah, but these guys make millions of dollars and they, have, you know, they can get the best of the best. Well, you can have a lot of that same information and it doesn't really have to cost a lot of money and it's not going to cost mm-hmm. you millions of dollars. Um, it's just yeah. a matter of knowing where to go and who to see at the right time. Um, but right. you know, yeah. that's a very valuable uh, point that you raise, uh, Brett, um, go ahead, continue on. No, I completely agree. I think that there is a lot of information you could get for free and then we're going to discuss some of that and actually the next part of, uh, our, our interview tonight, but, um, <clears throat> it's great to, to have coaches. It's not affordable for everyone. Uh, there are more affordable ways to go about it if, if you need to, but, uh, at a minimum, everyone should be moving more 
regardless mm-hmm. of whether it's guided or not, <laughs> which will right. help them um, move better on the golf course, you know. So there's lots of free information you could get. It's not always ideal if it's free, but you could still get get things that will help you along if you're not able to afford coaching. So, yeah, absolutely right. right. And, and just for very just one more point I want to make, Brett, before we move on. Um, you know, back earlier in the season, uh, I did a segment on the Coach's Corner panel with, with some of my fellow uh, teach professionals, and this was the very thing that we talked about is the fact working together with somebody on your side of the field uh, in the golf fitness side that we can partner with and say, okay, we're going to send our player to you or have them consult with you and get an assessment so that we have a better understanding as a teacher what this person's capabilities are, because if we're going to have them do certain movements or have them perform, uh, you know, certain things on the golf course, we need to know that their body can handle those movements. Otherwise we're Mm. going to increase their opportunity for injury. And then, you know, it's a sort of a lose, lose as opposed to a win, win. So um, we talked about that very thing on on one of the coaches corner Mm. panels this year. Okay. Um, Yeah, that's uh, beautiful. That's, that's exactly what it's about. You said it in a nutshell. So you're right on target. Perfect. All right. What's next? Uh, Another great presentation. And this is a really important topic. Nutrition secrets Mm -hmm. to increase years on and off the course by Robert Yang. So those of you listening that don't know Robert Yang or who Robert Yang is, Robert is a nutritionist, strength conditioning specialist. He teaches for the Tyler performance Institute. He teaches the power section as well as the nutrition section uh, he works with um, golfers since, I think, 2000, uh, players on tour since 2004, both in the LPGA and PGA. And he just wrote a book, which I'm going to recommend for every golfer listening, called Hole-in-One Nutrition, A Guide to Fueling Better Golf. Uh, it's a great book, very easy to read and digest. And uh, I'm just going to highlight a couple of the things that he speaks about in that book, um, these are things that you and I have discussed on previous shows because a lot right. of the concepts that he talks about I'm familiar with from the education that I have. Uh, and so he starts with uh, what he calls his nutrition pyramid, which begins with hydration. Now, how much did we talk about hydration on one show, right? Right. That is the base for health and human performance. And then above that base would be whole food nutrition. And then finally at the top supplementation. So those are the foundation principles to follow on a daily basis, which is going to benefit you, your health and your, your fitness goals, uh, no matter what you're trying to accomplish. Um, And, you know, we talked about in previous shows, like how much water Mm -hmm. someone should drink Uh, is the same principle that I spoke of. It starts with half your body weight in ounces per day and that is a clear liquid, just water, anything else but water. Um, the body has to kind of filter out, and that actually takes water. So doesn't include coffee, tea, soda, juice, broth. Well, maybe broth. I'm not quite sure about broth. I have to say I'm not 100% certain about that. But uh, So I'll have to look that one up. But uh, And then up to 25% of that um, – at the start of your day, because when you wake up, you are in a dehydrated state, especially after 50, you're getting up quite a few times. <laughs> Anyone out there over right. 50 probably knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, whole, <laughs> right. And uh, whole food 
just in case you're not familiar with what whole food is, it's food that's found in nature. It's not processed. It's not in a wrapper. So if it comes in a box, bag, or a can, or it's frozen, it's probably not whole food anymore. It's something that could spoil in a few days. And that becomes a challenge for a lot of people because we're always busy and a lot of us are traveling. It's not always easy to have access to whole food and cook it or have someone cook it for you, um, but that's what you're striving for is not to eat processed foods. And then the top layer is um, supplementation, which is there to fill in the gaps. We're not going to get deep into supplements. That's a, a huge topic in and of itself. But if someone starts with proper hydration and whole foods, could turn their health around and turn their performance around on the course. For details, read his book. Uh, he is definitely more knowledgeable on the topic than I am, and uh, he's the expert. So that's once again, it's called uh, uh, Whole Whole in One Nutrition. Right, Whole in One Golf: A Guide to Fueling Better Golf. Um, yeah. You know, you, you raised some very interesting points, and, and you're right. We talked about this. We talked about a lot of these. Uh, different areas in the pyramid, um, especially obviously the hydration. Um, you're exactly right. You know, one of the biggest mistakes, Brett, that I see out in the golf course with a lot of people is, you know, they don't hydrate before they play. They get out there and, you know, the cart girl comes around and they decide, well, you know what, it's a, a warm, hot day out. And instead of getting something that, that's going to give them, you know, fuel, like maybe a, a bottle of water or something, uh, they end up saying, well, you know, maybe I'll have a cold beer, you know, I'll have something mm-hmm. cold. And what they don't realize is obviously that's the worst thing that you can have. Um, especially when, and, and the more, the more, the worse, it might make you feel good for a few moments, but yeah, you're going to yeah. pay for it as you continue on in the round. And I know you talked about a lot of that and the importance of eating. So maybe just, uh, again, I know we can't get into everything, but maybe just some very broad strokes. You've yeah. already talked about hydration and that, but just maybe some, some quick snacks uh, or something that, that could help keep us fueled better while we're out in the golf course? Yeah, so to stay fueled better, the first thing you want to have is breakfast. Uh, and it can be a challenge if you have an early tea time, but that just means you're going to have to schedule your sleep time the night before to have enough time to either cook breakfast on your own or go someplace where you could get uh, a whole food breakfast. And Robert calls uh, you know, breakfast the most important meal of the day. Uh, it's going to help you stabilize your blood sugar levels for hours after, especially if it contains the following, uh, what he calls PFF proteins. So an example mm-hmm. of that, and this is kind of my go-to breakfast, uh, a bacon and egg breakfast, avocado, cooked in coconut oil or butter, vegetable omelet with sausage, if you prefer that. Um, something that has, has proteins, fats, and fiber will take long, longer for your body to digest and break down into sugar, which eventually all foods do, um, and mm-hmm. that will help you maintain blood sugar levels for hours on end. Now, and then this next part of that formula is how are you going to maintain it on the golf course? Uh, you want to stay away from processed foods, so you're going to stay away from the hot dogs and the hamburgers and the potato chips and the Gatorade. <laughs> uh, this really means, like, optimally you have to pack your own snacks. Uh, jerkies work well. Uh, an apple combined with the jerky, you have your protein, your fat, and your fiber. That's a suggestion that he made. Um, seeds and nuts, seeds better than nuts. They have more protein per ounce and more fiber per ounce. So that's something that you could uh, pack in a little bag on your own. 
So there are ways, right. but they take a little bit of effort. You have to think about it. You have to plan it. Um, if you just leave the house, pockets empty, and rely on what the golf course is offering, you're not going to have the best choices available for you. Right. And I just want to add, Brett, that probably two-thirds of the amateur golfers out there probably just cringed when you said the last uh, <laughs> statement or two because yeah. – uh, you know, hot, no hot dogs and no hamburgers and that, but you know, all kidding aside, yeah. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, we want people to have fun and enjoy their experience out at the golf course. And I know that these foods are, are offered it one night. A good thing. Let me just very quickly add that. And then we got to move on. Mm-hmm. But you know, a lot of the, the golf course are starting to be more health conscious and they're offering yeah. some of these uh, great alternatives that you're talking about. So, you know, when you go to your golf course, uh, you know, call ahead and, and just find out if, you know, or if it's a course that you play with, uh, fairly frequently, then you should know by now. But if not, um, you know, save the hamburger and hot dog for another time. But you know, don't uh, don't do that uh, if you want to play your best golf because you're definitely going to uh, pay for it and and uh, in a lot yeah. of different ways. But uh, particularly out in the golf course, it's going to zap you of, of energy, yeah. not give you energy. Uh, and, and I know Correct. you have another yeah. thing too that which is pop. A lot of people probably don't realize realize this, Brett. But something else that is important as well uh, before we new, move on to our next concept. Yeah, just a few words on sleep. Uh, There were no less than two lectures about the importance of sleep in relation to performance and uh, longevity. So remember, uh, the theme was um, about performance and longevity. And so it's not just about exercise. It's about nutrition and lifestyle, uh, things that I'm Mm -hmm. fortunately familiar with from my nutritional lifestyle coaching background. So none of this was surprising to me, but uh, the basic premise of one of the presentations was, well, how much sleep do we actually need? Uh, These numbers were somewhat familiar. There was a little surprise. According to a National Sleep Foundation study in 2015, it said people 18 to 25 needed seven to nine hours, 26 to 64, about the same. And I'm still in that category. Mm -hmm. 65 plus, Mm -hmm. I would have thought needed more, but it said seven to eight. So it was a little bit of a surprise. But it also showed a graph that, that was uh, quite shocking, which is that over the last 20 years from 80, well, they tracked it from 85 to 2004, our um, amount of sleep is diminishing greatly. And we know that insufficient, insufficient rather disturbed sleep can affect your physical health, mental health mortality, uh, work production, and performance. I said most people were sleeping less or the percentage of people who sleep less than six hours a night has gone up and that will compromise your immune system, can double the risk of uh, cancer, Alzheimer's disease, cardiovascular disease, depression, anxiety, weight gain, and more and more and more. So the bottom line was um, the shorter your sleep sleep or the less sleep you get. (laughs) the shorter your lifespan and and the worse your performance. So get more sleep. Uh, A lot of my clients struggle (laughs) with this. Um, There are some basic principles. I'm going to just highlight a few. They are really change of habits. One, you don't want exposure to light too late in the day because light Mm -hmm. stimulates the awakening hormones. Uh, No television to go to sleep. And that's a habit I know a lot of people have. They think it puts them to sleep, but actually the light in the room will help keep you up or get you up uh, and disturb your sleep cycles. Uh, Limit caffeine prior to three o'clock in the afternoon because it's going to stay in your bloodstream uh, for up to eight hours after you had it. 
Uh, and sugar and alcohol before bed is a no-no because that's going to spike your blood sugars and then mm-hmm. you wind up waking up in the middle of the night restless and um, anxious. So this is just a couple of tips. There's a lot more. Uh, it's really a change of lifestyle habits to get more sleep. Really yeah, important and, for your health and, and performance. Yeah, and that's a great point, Brett, that you bring up um, about that. You know, I've, I'm fortunate I'm, I have no problem with sleeping. It's uh, it's the waking up sometimes that that sometimes yeah. can be hard to do, but um, uh, at least at, at this age. But um, but you're exactly right. Getting a good night rest does a lot of things, and and I think you know I'm sure if they were to continue on that same study, I'm sure that they'd find in today's uh, generation with so much technology out there, we're all you know for the most part working on computers a lot, and um, you know it, it, you get so wound up with your thought process that a lot of times it's hard to shut down at night. So sometimes just a little meditation and just, you know, uh, sort of winding down for the day is, is crucial to, to getting that well rest that, that we need. Okay, yeah, so what's, yeah. uh, what's, what's next? What else? What else is new and exciting? So um, great presentation by Dr. Rose, which he called uh, the Power Hall of Fame or, or power, uh, Hall of Fame Power Principles, I should say. And there were mm-hmm. three principles that he highlighted. One was follow the power. And that is the the mobility sequence. So we know that, that the body needs to have uh, adequate mobility in the ankles, hips, T-spine, or thoracic spine, and the shoulders. Um, those segments are, require mobility in order to create elastic energy. And the segments in between those joints need to be stable. That's what allows uh, a golfer to to create uh, more torque by disassociating one part of their body from another. So if you want to increase your power, you're going to need to start with improving your mobility and stability in, in the places that they need it. Uh, the second was push the ground. So um, mm-hmm. a phrase that I have in an article I'm going to be putting together, which is called vertical thrust is a must, right? So if you want more power, you have to apply more force into the ground. And we can measure that force with the body track mat, uh, it tells us yep. exactly how much force we're putting into the ground and where, uh, and you use that feedback to help change a golf swing uh, mm-hmm. right there within a lesson. So very valuable for you as a golf instructor. For me, I'm going to be using yep. it in the gym to improve movement patterns that are going to be transferable to the golf swing. And then the third uh, really interesting concept is train explosive to play explosive. And what does that mean? Well, I'm going to share a quote with you from uh, a very famous strength conditioning coach that your audience may or may not be familiar with, but his name is Al Vermeil. And uh, Al is retired now, but he's the only strength coach who has ever worked in the NFL, NBA, and Major League Baseball, and the only strength coach Hmm. to have won world championship rings from NFL and NBA, the uh, NFL was the San Francisco 49ers and the NBA was the Chicago Bulls. So um, he's a legend in this industry. And he said, if you're not going to train explosively and you're training them, meaning golfers, for an explosive sport, which golf is, you're training them to get hurt and you're training them to have poor performance. So what that is a summation of is what's known as the said principle in fitness specific adaptations to impose demands. And if you want a golfer to be more explosive, you have to do things that are explosive. Otherwise, you're not going to see uh, performance enhancement. If you want them 
they're going to come to you and say, well, I want more power. I want more distance. Well, what are you doing to get that? Yeah. Uh, and that's, th- those are the, the three main uh, principles to look at. Uh, it's a little more, a little deeper than that. We know that sure. you know, power comes from a combination of strength and speed and we need, we need mobility to create elasticity. So it goes much deeper, but essentially at some point you need to train fast to be fast. Yeah. And, and, and let me just add a couple of points very quickly to that and, and then, uh, and then we'll move on. You know, what a lot of golfers don't understand, obviously I think the mobility in that a lot of people feel is, is self-explanatory, but obviously flexibility comes into that as well. And mm-hmm. people might not understand what it means by pushing the ground, but Jack Nicholas talked about that uh, in a slightly different way. He didn't use that exact terminology, but in his mm. uh, video that was done many years ago called Golf My Way, and he talked about really how the golf swing is from the ground up, um, not yeah. from you know, up, up to the ground, and, uh, or the other way around, rather. And, and what he really meant by that is that sort of pushing off, if you will. And if you ever watch, and, and, and this is a great test for a lot of amateur golfers out there, is... Uh, and I'm not saying this for the purpose of mimicking anybody's swing, but if you go online and you, and I'm sure there's thousands and thousands of them, but a video of a, a top professional and you watch their swing in slow motion, as they start their transition from their backswing down, you will see them almost like as though they're going into a sitting position. And what they're doing is after they've loaded up their muscles in, in coil in the backswing, they're now actually using the ground to push off as they transition into the follow through and their body will actually, it won't be a lot. It won't look like a lot, but they're actually, their lower body is actually pushing off of the ground. And as they transition into the follow through, and that's really what that means. And there's a proper way of doing it. Obviously there's a sequence involved. Um, but if you look at their swing, you'll actually see it. You can't see it in, in quick motion, but you can see it in slow motion. And, and just to quickly touch on the train explosively, to play explosively, you're exactly right. Uh, the, super, uh, the, the swing speed sticks and a lot of the other products that are out there in the market are designed specifically for that is to help you with, yeah. with clubhead speed. Uh, and that specific training, um, you know, I, I know when I played hockey years ago, I mean, you know, we didn't just sort of leisurely skate around the ice to get better we actually did sprints mm-hmm. on the ice mm-hmm. short sprints um, yeah. and that was to to build our speed because when you're out chasing after that puck it's not just a matter of going from one end of the ice to the other you might have to explode quickly in order to uh, deflect a, a player's shot or to you know to, to steal the puck whatever it is that you want to do golf is the same way is you've got to have that explosiveness uh, if you want to be able to create uh, speed and distance and without that yeah. then you know, you're, you're not going to get that. So that's a, that's a great, uh, those are some great principles uh, for golfers. And as you said, that they can, they can get more information um, uh, than that, but that's just to give them a general idea of how to apply it. Um, yeah. Next one, I think yeah. I fall, yeah, I think I fall in quite, quite nicely, uh, Brett. I think the next, uh, <laughs> the next discussion. Yeah. Well, that makes two of us, uh, I think I'm older than you are. So uh, <laughs> the next discussion, was, uh, kind of dear to my heart is uh, I want to become more of an expert in this category and that is of the aging golfer there were no less than three mm-hmm. presentations to the aging golfer uh, so just a couple of bullet points um, that I found more fascinating as you know golf is kind of unique in that it's not limited by age in fact uh, uh, I right. know and I'm sure you've heard a lot of people say well I'll take up golf when I retire 
as if it's an right. easy sport. Um, to the contrary, right. we know it, it involves a lot of physical skills that most people who retire no longer have. Uh, the average mm-hmm. golfer has an ARP card, right? So I don't know yep. what the exact age is, but I would think it's probably over 50. Your average golfer is probably a male over age 50. Um, it can mm-hmm. be played throughout lifespan, and um, as long as we stay healthy, which was why we were here at this, this event, is to learn how, some of the strategies to keep golfers health, healthy. And one of the things that attracts older people to golf, and I found this fascinating, which is another way to stay healthy, which was the fact that we know through studies of aging populations that if they have regular social interaction that keeps us feeling connected, they tend to live Mm -hmm. longer and golf allows that to happen. So it's a sport that, you know, people want to stay in as long as possible. It allows them to feel connected. Uh, Another statistic, not a surprise, uh, studying through the Functional Aging Institute, but the aging population by 2030, which is just 11 years away, right? All baby Mm -hmm. boomers, those of us born between 46 and 64, will be 65 or older. So a lot of older adults on the planet uh, in 2030. And it was brought up, well, is the golf fitness world prepared to meet the demands of the older golfer at the golf course, at the gym, and in the medical practice? And personally, I don't think so. I I think they have not paid attention to them for a very long time. Uh, Most marketing by, by companies is still to younger audiences. Uh, I think it's rather foolish because right. the population is aging and those are the people with discretionary income. But um, I'm going to be prepared. So if anybody needs help, mm. they can reach out to me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so how do we keep how do we keep an older golfer safe and, and optimized for, uh, for the fairway and for life? Well, it just so happened it was some of the things you and I have already discussed. Um, we know that as you age, strength and power that the body produces – decreases to a weakening muscular system, neuromuscular system. Uh, we have something called sarcopenia, age-related muscle loss. We've discussed these numbers, but I'll bring them back up again. 40 to 50% decrease in muscle mass between 25, which is when you top out, and 80. And uh, from the studies hmm. I've read, it's a 5% loss in muscle mass from 40 through 70 per decade, so every decade from 40 to 70, and then it increases to 15% from 70 to 80. And working with older adults, I could see, and my own dad who just turned 79, a vast difference in what a 65-year-old male looks like compared to a 75-year-old male, especially if they're non-exercisers, right? So we know that older men or men over 50 need, women as well, this goes for women as well, need resistance training programs to help maintain uh, muscle mass and power output and to protect the bones from falling, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Aging is going to have a huge uh, impact on our ability to balance, which becomes compromised. Our vision gets poor, our hearing gets poor, our sense of uh, where we are in space starts to diminish. So all those things can be slowed down with training. If you don't, Use it, you'll lose it, right? So right. sadly, we see most of older adults, this is really all adults, but uh, more common in older adults, because they're older, they think, well, now I, 
I can move less because it's expected of me not to have to move when in actuality we want them to move more. Not rather than seeing a decrease in activity levels, you want to have an increase in activity levels. Especially if you're retired and you have more time on your hands, you need to have um, a step-by-step process in place that's going to help you maintain and regain some of the mobility, strength, and power that you're going to lose just to the normal aging process. Right. And, and you, you know, you, you touched on a few things uh, I just want to mention as well, because obviously I'm in that category. I'm going to be uh, hitting the 55 mark in March uh, of next year. So uh, when that 11, 11 years fast forward to 2030, I'm going to be 65. So um, mm-hmm. you're exactly right. Um, you know, Brett, this is something that a lot of people uh, don't realize. And something else that I want to point out too, uh, I had uh, another guest on the show. I'm sure you're probably familiar with Karen, um, Catherine Roberts, who is yeah, uh, I do know a, also a f- right. And she is mm-hmm. uh, founder of yoga for golfers. And she talked mm-hmm. about something that I, I didn't even realize. This was about a year ago that she talked about this on the show. And I've mentioned it actually a few times since. I'm going to mention it one more time. Um, and, and it's not about the yoga. Obviously, that's a, a, a great thing as well. But something that as people age, that they lose certain sensations. And one of the things that she does with a lot of her uh, students that she works with, uh, especially older uh, clients and that, is she'll actually have them take off, remove their shoes and their socks, and walk on the ground. And the reason why she does that, she says, as we age, we start to lose that sensation in the bottoms of our feet, our, our nerves and that yeah. change. And it's not just, you know, and, and one of the misnomers, and, and I know exactly what you're talking about, the, the, the physical, the body mass and the muscle loss certainly adds to this. But something else as well is the nerve endings in the bottom of your feet start to de- deteriorate and decrease a little bit. Yeah. So what you often will see uh, Brett is you'll see an aging uh, adult, not just golfer, but anybody, and they kind of have a waddle. They walk sort of side to side. The reason being is they can't feel as they once did the bottom of their feet. And especially as we start to get really old, you'll see a lot of elderly people are very, very um, uncomfortable when they walk you'll see them actually it's not a matter of pain it's a matter of they're, they're very unsteady on their feet and it's because they cannot feel the ground beneath their feet so she does exercises with them barefoot on the grass so they can feel that sensation and feel what the, the ground is like um, a little better than if they had shoes on and this is obviously to, to help people to understand, and you talked about some some things at the very beginning, um, at the very beginning of the conversation. There's obviously things like yoga as well, uh, tai chi, other uh, martial arts as well that that cause movement in the body to help you know feel those sensations that I'm talking about. And these mm-hmm. are things that anybody can do. And I want to tell you something. I got to be honest with you. Um, about a year ago, I went down. I haven't been there for a while, but uh, I drove through. And if you're familiar with the villages down in central Florida. Um, mm-hmm. you want to see some active uh, adults, you need to head down there because I'm going to tell you, uh, it's a minimum 55 plus age group there and it's an adult living community and it's huge. I mean, it's, if you've ever been there mm-hmm. uh, or if you haven't been there for those uh, listening, no, I haven't, and no, there's some of the most, yeah, there's some of the most active seniors I've ever seen or, uh, you know, adults and they're, they're doing exactly what you're talking about here is getting out and, and moving uh, on a continual basis, um, playing yeah. golf and obviously doing other activities. And that's, uh, important, but I wanted to mention that that Catherine brought to my attention because I didn't realize that. I never always always thought it was 
because of the muscles and things like that, why a lot of seniors kind of walk. And she said that's not entirely true, that studies have shown yeah. that it's because of the nerves in the, in the bottoms of their feet uh, will also cause that as well. So I just wanted to mention that to, to people. So next time you're at home somewhere, uh, hopefully not up in a, a cold north uh, east, but uh, walk around even on your carpet with your bare feet, and you'll understand what I'm talking about. Um, sorry, yeah, go ahead. Catherine's absolutely, yeah, Catherine's absolutely right. The, these are things uh, I was aware of, but she probably put it more uh, succinctly. Yeah. Is um, <laughs> I know that uh, the skin on the bottom of your feet has lots of receptors pro- yep. or what we would call proprioceptors. It, it feeds the brain information about where the body is in space. So your foot and your ankle um, give a lot of information or are supposed to give a lot of information to your brain about where you are, which translates into improved balance. So if you wear mm-hmm. shoes, which all of us do, and we have been since we, were, we learned to walk as basically infants, um, that ability, that feedback loop diminishes, and hardly anyone works on their feet anymore. That is starting to change in this industry as well, thanks to the efforts of uh, someone like Catherine and um, a New York podiatrist named Emily Splickle, who has um, created her own program called uh, Barefoot Strong, and she's created a new technology uh, called the Boso, which is um, uh, mats and inserts for your shoes that are designed to stimulate the receptors on the bottom of your feet and can alter gait patterns. So it's kind of like mm-hmm. walking barefoot, but without having to walk barefoot. And I purchased one of those mats to practice here at home. Uh, you could use it as a standing mat or there's a, an exercise mat. Uh, so there's a movement towards improving foot health as a way mm-hmm. to maintain function and fitness. Yeah. So she's absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. Be as barefoot, yeah, and- be as barefoot uh, or barefoot as often as possible would be my advice as right. long as you're in a safe environment. Right, exactly. And, and, and just one other last thing, and then, and then I'll let you um, move on to the next uh, discussion. But, you know, again, as we age, you, you'll see this. If you, I mean, if you've been out to a mall or anything like that, you'll see a lot of seniors, they'll sort of shuffle their feet. And that's mainly why. It's because they don't have a, a good um, solid, uh, or they don't feel like they have a good solid foundation. So that's their way of... Yeah. Of, of dealing with that and, and some of these things that you just mentioned are a great way to, to help overcome that so just some food yeah. for thought and, mm-hmm. and again it, it does affect the balance and obviously if you want to play some good golf balance is a, is a key uh, uh, fundamental yeah. to have so yeah. um, now you had a keynote presentation at the show as well that you're at let's talk about that yeah well I didn't give it um, my coach Jason Glass <laughs> gave the keynote presentation that would be a fantasy for me one day maybe. Uh, for him, I know it was as well. Uh, for those who are not familiar with Jason Glass, Jason is one of the instructors for TPI. Um, I know him for, I think, six years now. Uh, he trains professional athletes in soccer, football, hockey, snowboarding, and, of course, golf, basically any uh, rotational power sport. Um, famous golfer that he's worked with for seven years, a Canadian professional named Adam uh, Hadwin. Uh, he's his coach. Jason also has his own podcast, which I think is going on the third year or so. I forget for sure, but I've been listening to it for at least two, known as the Coach Glass Podcast. And uh, he sometimes does that show alone, but he also has industry, uh, you know, uh, experts as guests, those people that we're mentioning here in this uh, podcast. Uh, And those of us who listen 
are affectionately known as glisteners. Uh, listeners to Coach Glass are glisteners, and I'm one of them. Um, so Jason also happens to be a powerful motivator, and he didn't disappoint in this presentation. He kind of brought the house down. He has a unique brand of um, what he calls edumatainment. In fact, he does comedy on the side, so he's uh, not shy in front of an audience. Uh, his his combines education and entertainment uh, at the same time. And this keynote was kind of like a Broadway production. He had live video chats over Skype, uh, audience participation with some of his colleagues, live exercise demonstrations on the stage, and of course, uh, an element of education. So that w it was really cool. It was very unique. He had guys playing security guards that walked him down the aisle and simulcasting. And uh, it was quite a sight to see. But Essentially, the, the meat and potatoes of the presentation was to challenge uh, the status quo in, this is my interpretation of it anyway, in strength conditioning, that um, we're taught there are certain things we should or should not do or uh, positions we should or should not put an athlete in that may be considered unsafe uh, in the gym. And, and he's challenging right. that. He thinks that if, if we condition our athletes properly, that we could get them these positions that were often thought of as dangerous. And that could actually be the difference between being world-class or being just an ordinary athlete. Um, so it was a special moment for him. I, he, he prepared for eight months for this 45-minute presentation. Um, hmm. And uh, I was very uh, happy to be there and proud of him. Uh, I find him to be... Uh, a mentor to me, and uh, it was just awesome. I think some of it is already on his YouTube channel. That's just a small piece, but eventually I think uh, all of it will be, and if you get an opportunity, uh, entertain yourself and educate yourself and, and find it on YouTube and, and have a listen. You won't be disappointed. Uh, so uh, that kind I of wraps up the summit. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely will do that. Um, you know, thank you for, for bringing that. Um, and I know that you had a good time down there. I remember um, you were uh, before you actually went. You were quite excited about it. We, we yeah. had you on a show before that, and you were quite excited and anticipated. And obviously, it didn't disappoint. So, um, yeah. you know that the, the the truth of the matter is, Brett, that you know when you go to something like this, you 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 go with an open mind, and you're you know you have a certain amount of knowledge of your own that you take with it. But you always come away, or you hope to come away with uh, a, a newfound knowledge uh, or some other things that not only reaffirm what you already know, but also give you pause to think of other things that, that maybe you weren't familiar with. And that helps to make you uh, a better and well-rounded uh, fitness instructor, um, yeah. whether you're a golf fitness instructor or just a, uh, uh, you know, any sort of fitness instructor. Um, and the same thing, you know, applies with me is, is, you know, when I go to these different things, uh, whether it be the PGA merchandising show or, or something like that, you know, the idea is to, to gather information and share and, and exchange that information with uh, your fellow professionals. And, and that's one of the things that I try to do with this show um, in having guests like yourself uh, from various different areas of the industry, um, you know, because it's not all about just, and, I, and I've said this probably a thousand times over the, the last um, several years, but, you know, it's not all about just teaching people how to, you know, fix their slice or to hit the ball a little bit further. It's about to get more enjoyment uh, out of the game and also to be able to last longer playing the game. I mean, even though, yeah. you know, golf is a game that we can play well into our, our later years. Uh, if you're not keeping yourself healthy and you're not looking after yourself um, when those years, you know, when you hit retirement age, 
uh, you're not going to be in good shape or health uh, to be able to get out and enjoy that. And golf is, right. is a great social game as well, as you mentioned earlier. Um, it, it's great for, and that's important for, for us as humans to be uh, socially connected with one another. And golf is a great way to do that. And yeah, it could be frustrating at times, uh, but if you take the steps, um, you know, physically that we talked about here tonight, and then also connect with a good instructor, um, then you can get a lot of enjoyment out of the game. And it's, it literally is a game of a lifetime. And, uh, and that's why it's important that we, we keep exchanging this information and sharing it with the listeners uh, out there, um, both on this show and, and other uh, avenues that are, that are available to, uh, to the, uh, the viewing and listening audience, if you will. So let's yeah, wrap well the, the evening yeah, yeah, let's wrap the evening up then. Just maybe just a few bullet points. We, as I mentioned to you before we went live, um, you know, we, we've got in certain areas of the country, particularly the Northeast and Northwest, and, and obviously, uh, up, you know, up through in, into Canada and other parts, uh, we're we're hunkering down. I'm not obviously because I'm in Florida, but we're hunkering mm-hmm. down for uh, a little bit of a winter retreat, if you will. In some cases, some have already done it, and some are gearing up to do it. Um, but that doesn't mean that your golfing life suddenly comes to a halt. There's obviously opportunities. Uh, there are indoor facilities that you can go and, and continue on. Um, but if there isn't, give us just a few brush strokes, if you will, of things that they can be doing, that the listeners can be doing throughout these you know, few months before they get, are able to get back out in the spring thaw, if you will, and get back out in the golf course and play some golf. Yeah, what are sure. some things that they can do sure. th- to help uh, to do some of the things we talked about tonight? Right. Uh, the first thing uh, I would suggest, and we had a, we dedicated a whole show to this uh, last year, would be if you can find someone that's qualified, get screened. Uh, go through the TPI level screen. That's going to tell you what you can and cannot do, what your strengths and weaknesses are, where you need to focus on to improve. Um, most amateur golfers, regardless of age, especially males over 50, need to work on flexibility, mobility, and stability. And if you don't know what those things mean, uh, there's a way to find out. Look those terms up. Go to the TPI website. Uh, write me. I'll put you in the right direction to at least become familiar with what those terms are and what you should be doing to change those things. Because if you don't change that, you're going to have a difficult time getting into the position for a biomechanically correct golf swing and using your body in the correct sequence. So that's the first step. You want to be able to use your body in the correct kinematic sequence. It's going to be lower body first, pushing the ground away, transferring that energy to the trunk, uh, then the shoulder and the the club. Um, That way you're going to hit the ball a little further, and you're also going to reduce your risk of injury because you're not going to be overusing the wrong segment of your body. And Mm -hmm. um, with that, a daily mobility plan could be just a couple minutes a day, an active warm-up strategy for when you practice and play, and when all that's said and done, to improve performance uh, of functional strength and power program, and once again, if you're not familiar with what those are or what it means to have a functional strength program, you could check out the um, article I wrote last year on TPI called Functional Strength and Power Training for the Senior Golfer, and it'll help define those terms for you, the difference between uh, mirror strength and functional strength, strength that we can use in life and on the course. Well said. Um, some great ideas and some great tips for the listeners out there. Um, now's the time, you know, it, it's, it's never too late. doesn't matter what age you are. You know, maybe you, you put the clubs away for a few years because you weren't playing so well. And maybe, 
you know, you might have watched a, a tournament here throughout the, the season that sparked an interest and you want to get back out there. Well, don't just grab the clubs and drive to the golf course and get out on the first tee and just start playing. Obviously, we want to get you out in the golf course to enjoy it, uh, but there's things that you need to do uh, first. So um, if you're thinking about getting back into the game or maybe if you're a newcomer to the game, uh, these are some great tips and getting yourself uh, prepared physically. Then you need to get yourself connected with a, a great golf uh, teach professional in your area and there's literally thousands across uh, mm-hmm. the United States to, to get connected with so just do a little research do a little homework uh, and connect with them and, and help them uh, you know reevaluate and, and as you you pointed out uh, TPI has a great screening process you want to make sure that you get screened first before you do anything and if there are some physical uh, issues that you have certainly you want to consult with your doctor and make sure that you're not getting into any sort of programs uh, that maybe are too rigorous uh, until he gives you the, the green light to go ahead. Um, but there's a lot of great things that, but by getting that screening, that that's certainly going to help. But, um, uh, great, uh, Brett, great discussion tonight. I appreciate you coming on. And, and I think it, it gave the listeners a little better insight to some of the things that you do, uh, on your end. And I want to give you this opportunity to take just a moment and let the listeners know if they want to reach out, um, how they can connect, get connected with you and where they can go to get more great tips uh, through your blog and your website. Yeah, and so that's the the main uh, place to, to reach me is going to, going to be the website, which is uh, nygolffitnessguru.com. And on there you, you'll have uh, at least, I think, 40 blogs now. Uh, accounting, I'll have three, <laughs> three or four more to upload in the new year. So there's a lot of information, all free. Uh, you can contact me through email, phone, um, Facebook connection, uh, Twitter, no longer on Instagram. But um, outside of that, it's, there's no shortage of ways and methods to, to reach out. I uh, also encourage people to visit the, the, the TPI website, which is my TPI. Again, lots of articles, lots of exercises. The problem if there is one, is it's overwhelming and can be confusing if you don't have the right filter. So you could look, but I wouldn't create your own program just by looking at videos online. Not a great strategy. No. Have some no. of the created for you. <laughs> right, right. Uh, well said. And, and that's really I'm talk, what I'm talking about. You want to do your research first, um, and you want to have questions prepared, you know, with whoever you're, you're dealing with, whether it be Brett or – or somebody else is maybe a little closer to you, um, you know, you want to have questions in mind. So you can certainly do a little bit of research, visit their website, and visit Brett's uh, website, of course, um, nygolffitnessguru.com. And uh, there's lots of great contact information there if you need to reach out to him. And obviously, you want to visit his blog and, and look at the various posts that he's put on over the last several years. There's some great information there, and some of which, of course, he shared here on, uh, on Golf Talk Live, which uh, I greatly appreciate that you've done that, Brett. Um, but, um, I appreciate uh, again, Brett, all that you do and, and keep up with the, uh, all the great work. And, uh, I know you've got a lot of things planned for the new year and that, and I hope you'll come back on again next season. We'll talk about that at, at a later point, but, uh, come on sure. next season on, a, on some shows and, and do some, some more information as, as, uh, as we progress into 2019, another season. Um, yeah. but in the meantime, have a have a very merry Christmas and a happy New Year and and uh, good luck with the move and and thank you again for for giving of your time. 
Yeah, always a pleasure, Ted. Thanks for having me on uh, so many times this year. Uh, I, I enjoy the uh, rapport and the preparing, so it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, thanks for giving me the opportunity. Appreciate it. Well, you're always welcome. You always got a home here at, at Golf Talk Live, and I appreciate it, Brett. Be well. Have a safe and happy holiday, and uh, and I look forward to some of the new things that you're going to be working on next season. Mm-hmm. We'll come and, and have you come and share some of them on the show. Very good. Thanks, Ted. Have a good New Year. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. All right. That was my very special guest uh, and friend, Brett Cohen, golf fitness instructor, fitness over 50 authority, and the founder of NY Golf Fitness Guru. Uh, if you go to nygolffitnessguru.com, uh, as I mentioned, you can get his contact information. I strongly suggest he's up in the New York area. Uh, he will certainly be more than happy to help you any way he can. And if he can't directly help you, uh, maybe if it's not convenient, uh, you're not in that area, uh, I'm sure he can certainly uh, give you some good advice and point you in the right direction and maybe somebody that might be a little closer to you. Um, but he's got a lot of uh, information on his website, so make sure you check it out and definitely read a lot of those uh, blog posts there. He's got uh, a wealth of information. So as I mentioned, um, one of the things that I wanted to do tonight um, after um, being that this is the last show of, of 2018, uh, we're not going to do any more shows until uh, next season. I'll tell you the dates here in just a minute. Uh, but I want to take this uh, last few moments of uh, 2018 broadcast uh, just to thank a few people. And first and foremost, I've, I've got a pretty long laundry list. I didn't have everybody written down here, but I want to thank some folks. And first and foremost, I want to thank uh, some of the great guests that I've had throughout the season. Uh, and here's just a few of them. A.J. Bonner, uh, P- Peter Kessler, uh, Alan Martin, uh, Tim Kramer, uh, Michael Riggs, uh, Mitchell Crum, uh, Ricky Potts, Meredith Kirk, uh, Horace Brown, uh, also on the other uh, show that I do, uh, The Women of Golf, with uh, my good friend, uh, LPGA professional Cindy Miller, I want to thank uh, all of the ladies, uh, both on the LPGA and the Symmetra Tour, uh, many of the winners that came on to our, our Tuesday morning broadcast, The Women of Golf Show. Uh, thanks, ladies, for giving of your time. And, of course, uh, our good friend, uh, the media specialist, uh, Zach Sapanik, thanks for arranging that and, and also coming on and sharing Uh, some updates uh, along the way throughout the season. We look forward to extending that relationship into 2019. Um, But uh, thanks, guys, uh, for doing that. Uh, Some other great guests that were on the show this season um, on Golf Talk Live, of course, was uh, uh, Dennis Jordan, uh, who came on as well. Uh, Golf dude in the basement, you might recall. Uh, He had uh, been through a uh, quite a mishap a number of years ago and suffers from uh, at times of uh, traumatic brain injury, but he's battling his way back and, and now he's paying it forward with uh, working with many of the finest in uh, the military, uh, trying to uh, help some of these uh, struggling uh, men and women, service men and women uh, as they come back uh, and using golf as, as a very valuable tool to help them overcome some of the physical and, and mental challenges that they're dealing with now. So thank you, Dennis, for all the hard work that you're doing. Uh, fellow Canadian, Rob uh, Bernard, uh, thank you for, for joining me as well. Uh, Chris Rodell, a very close and good friend of uh, the late Arnold Palmer. And, of course, uh, James Kovacs, uh, with uh, founder of GolfSwing.com. Uh, one of the founders, uh, he came on, and, and of course, he is uh, a principal sponsor here uh, of the Coach's Corner panel here on Golf Talk Live. So I want to thank the, the folks at uh, golfswing.com, but particularly James Kovacs, who, of course, 
share some time with me here on the program. And I want to give an extra special thank you to uh, many of the folks that uh, have appeared not only this season, but many seasons now on the Coach's Corner panel. Uh, these ladies and, and gentlemen have really given a lot of their time. And as I've said so many, many times before, um, these people, not only are they out there every day uh, working hard, diligently to, to help many of you out there uh, improve your golf game, uh, but then they come here on the Coach's Corner panel and uh, share some of that uh, great insight and knowledge uh, with many of the listeners out there that tune in each and every week, and it's become a very uh, favored segment on the show. So I'm going to thank uh, a bunch of them here. Uh, first off, Clint Wright. Thank you, Clint, uh, for always uh, bringing your best, as well as Pete Buchanan. Uh, thank you, Pete, as well. Uh, Peter Agazarian. Uh, thanks uh, for all of your uh, input into the show. John Hughes, my good friend down in Orlando. Uh, John always uh, brings his best. Another John, John Decker. Uh, thank you for not only uh, being on the Coach's Corner panel, uh, but thank, for, thank you for all of the, the great uh, personal chats that we've shared uh, off air as well as on air. Uh, and he's also a, uh, uh, a top instructor at uh, golfswing.com, and you can see his videos uh, uh, if you uh, sign up there at golfswing.com, and I'll tell you a little bit more about that in a moment. Uh, Bill Abrams, uh, again, another great professional. Thank you for all of your input into the show. Uh, another good friend, Chuck Evans. Uh, thanks, Chuck, for uh, for all that you do uh, in growing this game and, and giving back. Uh, Brian Dobby, my, uh, another good friend up in the New Jersey area, uh, has uh, come on the show as well. And I mentioned there's a few ladies uh, joining on the panel. Uh, Allison Kurt. Uh, great uh, golf professional, uh, PJ Master professional uh, out in the California area. Uh, Jamie Leno Zimron, of course, uh, a favorite on the show as well. Uh, Alicia Larson, uh, another great uh, golf professional. And um, Nicole Weller, of course, uh, out in the uh, Savannah, Georgia area. Uh, thank you for all that you do as well. Uh, and um, obviously, my Tonight's guest, Brett Cohen, has he not only been a, a good guest uh, on the show, as he was tonight, uh, but he's also been on the Coach's Corner panel as a special featured guest, so thank you as well for that. Um, so thank you really to everyone for all that you have done, uh, both on and off the show, but particularly um, giving your uh, thoughts and input and helping uh, all the, the folks out there that want to uh, enjoy this game, um, you know, not only as a beginner, but uh, maybe as a seasoned uh, player and always looking to improve. And the best way to do that is to join me every Thursday night from 6 to 8 Central here on Golf Talk Live. But I think most and, and first and foremost, I want to thank really uh, to take this opportunity. And I know I say this at the end of every show, but uh, I mean this sincerely, but I want to take this opportunity to thank all of the listeners worldwide for faithfully tuning into Golf Talk Live uh, each and every week. Uh, I truly do have a, a great amount of pleasure and enjoyment of having a number of highly talented coaches, teach professionals, authors, and entrepreneur, entrepreneurs, excuse me, stop by uh, like the, the many uh, men and women that I uh, I've spoken about here just a few moments ago. Uh, it's really through their participation and guest appearances that helped to make Golf Talk Live a first-class show. Um, a special thanks to some of the other sponsors and supporters of the program, uh, Mr. Jonathan Laird from South Coast Golf Guide, uh, Meredith Kirk from Meredith Kirk, uh, Nikki and Tiffany Litherland. Thank you for all of your 
help in spreading the word. Uh, Bernie Pinder from Ontic Golf. Uh, thank you, Bernie, uh, for all of your uh, support over the years. Sean Kelly, uh, owner of LinkedGolfers.com. And, of course, Peter Doyle from Doyle Golf Solutions uh, over in Ireland, my good friend from over in Ireland. And I want to say a special thank you as well to uh, my good friend, LPJ professional Cindy Miller, uh, and Legends Tour player. Uh, thank you, Cindy, for all of your uh, tireless effort in, in being my um, uh, co-host and partner on the Women of Golf show every Tuesday morning. Uh, thank you for all that you do and your thoughts and input into the show and and uh, being a, a supporter and, and helping that to really rise uh, to the level it has. Um, I, I couldn't think of a, a better person to have alongside uh, than you on that uh, on that uh, venture. So I hope you'll continue to listen to both shows. Uh, I'll give you the times and everything and, and where to go. Um, and as I said, we're going to be taking a break. This is the last show uh, for Golf Talk Live this season. I ended on uh, December 11th was the last show of the Women of Golf. So the Women of Golf is going to be starting up again February 5th, Tuesday, February 5th at 9 a.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time. So 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern. Uh, <clears throat> we'll be starting up <coughs> Pardon me, with our new season. We're going to take an extended break uh, to obviously observe the holidays and, and then to spend some time to gear up uh, getting the guests and things lined up for the new season. So I hope you'll be patient and, and take that opportunity. And I'm going to tell you how to do that. Uh, to go back and listen to some of the previously aired shows as well. Um, but February 5th, we'll be starting up the Women of Golf show, Cindy and I. And uh, on February 7th, I'll be starting uh, Golf Talk Live. Uh, we'll be coming back on air again as well as a, um, after an extended break. So I hope you'll, you'll join me back then. So in the meantime, go to blogtalkradio.com. And you can type in Women of Golf or you can type in Golf Talk Live. Women of Golf uh, is the Tuesday morning show from 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And Golf Talk Live is Thursday evenings from 6 to 8 p.m. Central or 7 to 9 uh, p.m. Eastern. So go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash Women of Golf. If you want to catch some of the archives uh, or on-demand shows, you can go to that link uh, at any time. Scroll down to the on-demand section. All of the previously aired shows, not only for this season, but all the previous seasons as well. And again, also go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash golf talk live to see, uh, listen to all of the previously aired uh, segments and uh, broadcasts uh, for all of the previous seasons, including tonight's show as well uh, on the on demand section. Some other great ways, as well as I mentioned earlier on in the broadcast, uh, is to go to iTunes.com, Stitcher.com, TuneIn.com, and TalkStreamLive.com. And another great way that I wanted to add, and I said I would do this at the beginning of the show, uh, that I would uh, touch on this at the end, is if you go to CastBox, this is another great way that you can tune in as well. If you go to CastBox, both shows, Women of Golf and Golf Talk Live, are there. Again, you just type it in the search key. And the great thing with, with uh, CastBox is uh, if you've got Bluetooth capability in your vehicle, uh, you can actually uh, download the, the uh, CastBox app. It's free. And you can actually subscribe. Again, it's free to both of the, the uh, shows, and you can actually listen through uh, both shows through your car stereo uh, or a uh, Bluetooth speaker. Uh, if you don't uh, have the ability in your car, you just connect it through uh, your iPhone or your, your Android phone, um, and you can listen to both shows there. So castbox.com, uh, and again, just type in either Golf Talk Live or Women of Golf. So on that note, I want to wish everybody uh, a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. I will see you February 5th. Uh, in 2019 for the Women of Golf show and then uh, subsequently February 7th 
uh, of 2019. Be back here on Golf Talk Live. Coach's Corner segment will start up March 7th of next season, so we're going to take a little bit of break, have a few shows uh, early February just to sort of get my chops warmed up again, if you will. And then uh, on uh, March 7th, we'll begin a new season of Coach's Corner here on Golf Talk Live. So, again, Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy New Year. Thank you, everybody, for all of your continued support of the shows. I hope you continue to tune in and listen to the shows. Uh, and next year, I've got some great guests already lined up for next season. Everybody have a safe and happy holiday. God bless, and thank you for tuning in to Golf Talk Live. Good night, everyone.